This is Project Challenge with your host, Doug Lund, remembering that the D falls somewhere into challenge. And of course, Eric G. Hollis. You know, E3 is like Christmas for me every year as a gamer. I'm going back to when I went to E3, I got to go in 1998 with our good friend Sleepy Reap. But every year I get a lot of good treats and a lot of good presents. I don't know, Doug, this year I, I don't feel like I feel like I got a couple decent presents, but I didn't get any any really good presents this year. The conferences did not blow me away. Now, we'll go, kind of go through highlights today. I'm not saying it was all shit and I'm not trying to piss all over it. But I didn't have the same reaction that I had in the E3 uh, before that. And maybe that's because we're kind of in between consoles. Nintendo never brings their big guns out to E3. The only real big announcement we got was Microsoft's console. We saw VR demos from Sony, but that's an existing VR system. Nothing from Microsoft on the AR front that they showed off two years ago. Again, there's a lot of highlights, and we'll talk about them, but overall, it was not my favorite E3. Well, we've got a long list of stuff to cover. Where would you like to start tonight? I guess we can start at the top and work our way down. What did you think about Anthem? You've got BioWare, very reputable studio, basically doing what looks like a very good version of Destiny, is what I kind of gathered from the trailer. I thought the game looked beautiful. What did you think about Anthem? That was my first impression, too. Um, I didn't play Destiny, but I watched my boys play quite a bit of it. Uh, it does look very nice. My feeling, and I know this is a sentiment shared by the, the internet, is if they'd have put half the amount of polish into Andromeda that they did into Anthem, that game might have actually done a little better. Now, wasn't Andromeda, I know it was Bioware, but wasn't it done by one of their side studios? You have to presume that that's because the bulk of their resources were working on this game. This looks like a pretty spectacular game to the extent that I'm actually interested in playing this one. Um, it looks like a pretty tight RPG with some pretty neat visuals um, when it comes to the jetpacks. To answer your question, I honestly don't know. I just know that based on everything that I've read, never actually having played that Mass Effect title, that it was shit. I can tell you that I, I didn't get into it. This looks like it has promise, and I know I didn't. I didn't do good work today, Doug. I didn't write down any dates. Is this a is this a twenty eighteen? Definitely, at least Q two. I think March or later. Right now is the speculation. Nothing confirmed. Yeah, I saw a lot of early twenty eighteen throughout the conferences, so that's when I'm kind of assuming a lot of this stuff is coming out. Battlefront two, however, uh, is coming out this year. And I think it looks really good. And I guess they took feedback that a lot of people didn't like how much money they had to spend to get the game last time. So all of the downloadable content will be free. But, of course, it's EA, and they're going to give you a little sour with your suite. There are going to be microtransactions in the game. Now, from what I've researched, these will give your characters abilities that you can earn on your own. But you can get them much quicker if you spend actual money. So... Love that the DLC will be free, but of course, you know, EA is going to turn around and stick it right in your ass on the uh, the microtransactions. They claim it's not pay-to-play. I don't see how getting abilities faster than everyone else isn't classified as pay-to-play, but the game looks amazing. Uh, we're going to get cross-play between universes, which means Darth Maul can technically fight Rey, which I think is really cool. A lot of playable characters, an actual single-player mode. I was burned by the first Battlefront, even though I did end up loving the game. This looks like the Battlefront that they should have given me the first time. I heard you mention single player, so we're getting a campaign in Battlefront 2. 
There is a campaign. I cannot remember the name of the main character, but I think it's a new character to the Star Wars universe. I think it takes place around when Seven does, but again, don't quote me on that. But yeah, one of the biggest complaints about the first Battlefront was the lack of single-player content. The other Battlefront games that came out on the PlayStation 2 that came out before that always had a very meaty campaign that you could play with. Unfortunately, the first Battlefront did not. I think a lot of people missed that. I think EA listened, and that's why we're going to get it this time. I'm going to ask kind of a naive question. Is there any reason, knowing that the first Battlefront came out just two years before the release date of this one, that they couldn't have just expanded and added on to that game? I mean, I have to assume it's using the same engine. I would assume the same thing. Of course, it looks a little bit more polished, but what doesn't when they have a couple years to mess around with the hardware that they're using? I can assume that. If you do want to go back and play the first game, I think it's like 10 bucks, which... I know that the second one's coming out, and that's why it's $10, but I, th- I think it's worth playing. I had a I had a lot of fun with it as, as a Star Wars fan. If you're not into Star Wars, you're not going to be into the Battlefront titles. And I enjoyed it too, although it didn't hook me like it hooked you. And, and you know I love me some Star Wars, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping that there's an element like I found in Injustice, which is also not a title that I would have played, but it was built on an IP that I absolutely love. If it's as half addictive as that, I'll end up playing some Battlefront. But yeah, I think I was overall kind of disappointed with the first one. And maybe it was just uh, from the feedback that I I was getting for you. You might be these days uh, tainting my impressions of games before I even put a controller in my hand. (laughs) Well, and I'm sorry, and it's part of the podcast. You're going to have to listen to it because I'm playing everything as uh, as much as I can. Let's go from EA. Let's go straight to Microsoft. The most powerful console in the world. What that means to me is I'm spending 500 fucking dollars this November. I don't see any reason. uh, And let me make, I guess, two points here. Number one, I don't think 4K has caught on in America. It's not like 720 and 1080 was when they came out. Right. I don't think a lot of people have a 4K. Well, I mean, some of my friends have 4K TVs, but not a lot of people think it's a necessity. Besides that, I don't see any reason for me to drop money for the console. I'm waiting, and I think them not doing this at E3 was smart. I'm waiting for them to pull the rug out and say, yep, whatever game, Gears of War 5, only playable on the One X. It's coming. I think we'd be naive to think that it's not. And is that how you're going to be referring to it going forward, is the One X? Is that what it's called, or is it the X1? It's the Xbox One X. I just wasn't sure how that was going to roll off your tongue if you were just going to call it the X or the One X or whatevs. Oh, sorry. I thought I made a mistake. But no, right now I've been calling it the One X. When did the Xbox One ship? Christmas 2014. This will ship three years after the original one. And since then, we've got the Xbox One S. And now we've got another upgrade. What the fuck? Is this what we should expect going forward? Is the refresh cycles to just accelerate to these stupid levels where we should expect to buy a console every other year? I hope not. If you do think about it, though, the gap between the 360 and the 1 and between the PS3 and the PS4 was pretty chunky. These really aren't, in my mind, new systems. And I'm speaking about the Pro and the 1X. They're just better versions of the existing system. They talked about at Microsoft, and they didn't do this at Sony, mad props for them. They really, Sony really focused on the games this year, which I loved. Microsoft had a lot to say about how the games were going to look. It was all about graphics, graphics, graphics. I don't know. And talking to some of my nerdier friends, the One X is the most powerful console ever released, but it's like a high-end PC. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
I mean, I could build something similar to the One X, correct? Sure. It's pretty similar to that system that I just built for Connor. Um, and I guess it's got some, not liquid cooling, because I don't think it is liquid cooled, but it's got some like newfangled cooling system that has something to do with vapor or something. I think this system vapes, um, which would make it a very modern addition to the Xbox lineup. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think like you pointed out, we should expect a X exclusive title. Oh God, that's going to be a fucking mouthful. A 1X exclusive title at some point, I'd say before next Christmas, not this Christmas. Yeah, I'm glad that they're really embracing uh, backwards compatibility. That's a great thing I took out of the Microsoft conference. My question is, who really is going to go back and play original Xbox games? That's a great question. I guess it depends on what they do with all of the the refreshed content, because I know that some of them are actually getting... Not rebuilt, but remastered, I guess is probably a good way to look at it, like where they clean it up and give it some new visuals. And this X uh, console has the ability to do something called super sampling, which I'm not even really sure what that is. But I think the net effect is that it makes it look better. The Beastie Boys used to do it a lot. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I think it does make it look better. Now, how that's going to work and be executed, I don't know. Uh, Forza looked amazing. Uh, Crackdown 3 with Terry Crews looked amazing. I think the system's bringing it graphically. Right now, though, I think PlayStation has the edge. If I was going to buy an X or a Pro, I'd kind of have to go Pro now only because they didn't show me anything else I can do. I know with the Pro, I can have VR in my house. Right. The cheapest way possible. They showed a lot of great games, but they showed a lot of games I'd seen before, and they didn't show me anything like that Minecraft demo from E3 two years ago that blew my doors off. I guess maybe my expectations are too high. I saw a lot of good things at the Microsoft conference. I'm not going to say it was bad, but nothing blew me away. A couple things that you mentioned there. With the PS4, you do have the ability to do some pretty awesome VR. We know that you can do uh, VR on the, the regular Ford, the non-pro version, but that it really sings on that Pro Seems like the Xbox One X is a slap in the face to Connect lovers, though. Because nothing was mentioned about the Connect. I mean, you had to see that coming, though, right? And it doesn't even have the port on the back to plug the fucking Connect into. So Connect's pretty much done. I guess so. And as a fan of the Connect, I'm kind of disappointed in that. Well, I mean, does the Connect still work with the One S? I assume it does. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I think so, because I think the fury over this uh, missing port on the X was um, new hate and not carried over from the S. Is there really a large group of people out there that use the Connect? Mine doesn't work half the fucking time. I don't know, man. We got a, a new like Dance Central announcement, didn't we? Oh, wait, that's for the, the Sony, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's. I think that's Sony. Sony had a lot of VR announcements. Sure they did, because they've got a robust platform that is slowly eating up more and more of their market share. I mean, that's where gamers are going on that platform. Sony was smart, man. They had two people come out on stage and speak. Other than that, it was nothing but trailers. That's the way you do it. And Sony wasn't as guilty of this as Microsoft was. But good God, do not show me anything. I don't care if it's the best game in the world for 10 fucking minutes. Move on, man. I'm there to see. Put more in. Do what Sony did. Now, Microsoft did show, what they say, 46 titles? Is that right? I think that's what Microsoft showed. I think Sony's number was probably similar. A good teaser like God of War, yeah, should be five minutes, and they should have an orchestra and shit up there. 
But I don't like watching somebody on stage play either. That's another one of my fucking pet peeves. Like, and I know what that accomplishes. That gets, that shows you that the game is actually, you know, that's playable form. It's not some cinema, but God, it gets old. That Crackdown 3 footage that we saw after Terry Crews' pretty great introduction there, was that actual gameplay or was that just trailer footage? Because it looked pretty animated. Like, if that's gameplay, they've gone sell heavy, right? Yeah, I think it is gameplay. I'll check on that, but I'm pretty sure it's graphics. Didn't really look like the first two Crackdowns very much at all. Um, I saw people grabbing orbs and shooting shit. I mean, isn't that... Crackdown's pretty easy, right? Yeah, but I mean, you could play the first two back-to-back and know that it's the same game. This one looks sufficiently different. Not bad, just different. And we did get a date on that. I think that's October, right? Uh, November 7th is Crackdown 3. Yeah, okay. Which is good. So that's coming out this year. Everyone, I think, was excited about the Ori announcement. As soon as that piano started playing, uh, Reap sent me a text and he said, it's got to be Ori. And sure enough, he was right. What'd you think? I want your reaction to that one first. I never got through the first game and it's a game I really need to go back and beat. But I really, I loved the first title. I think it's going to be great. I mean, it's an easy game to make a sequel to, right? I think so. Like you, I never finished it, so I don't know where the narrative actually ends. All I know is that game was brutal. The reason I didn't finish it is not because I didn't want to. It's because it got frustrating to the point where I had to put it down or else I was going to have to buy a new TV or a new controller or possibly a new family. And an aquarium to, to go with it, right? The whole package. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole package. But it, it looks great. I think if it's even, uh, you know, half the game that the, the first one was, I think we both know that we're going to pick that one up. Yeah, like you, I, I'd like to go back and finish it. I honestly just don't know if I can. I don't, I don't know if I have the gamer chops. Those escape sequences are just fucking savage. They are. And that's the same reason I quit playing the first game is I either got to a point where I got lost or I got to one of those escape sequences and I, I couldn't complete it. Uh, I need to go back to it. I do think I still have the chops. It would just take me, it would take me longer than the average gamer to complete it, but I think I could do it. Right on. Anything else in the Microsoft sphere that we want to talk about? I'll just go ahead and take this off the Ubisoft list too. I don't give a shit about Assassin's Creed. Don't care. <laughs> that was the first moment in the Microsoft conference. I was like, you know, I'm going to go do something else for a couple minutes. I didn't, of course. I stay glued to my TV, but I really don't care about Assassin's Creed. Forza, amazing, but at this point, isn't that expected? Forza didn't blow me away like everyone, everything else because I expect there to be a phenomenal Forza game every year. To my knowledge, they've only had one bad one, and that was five which was the launch title on the one six was great. Forza horizon three is amazing. Turn 10 does, it does an awesome job. So let's go to Bethesda because I thought Wolfenstein two was the best trailer of the whole show. Let's talk about that. Did you play the first Wolfenstein? This was, I did. Was it just called Wolfenstein? It was, and it was great. If it's on sale, you need to pick it up. Was that a 360 or a one title? It's a one title. It's very much in the spirit of doom. Or, of course, Wolfenstein, you know, the originals. Right. Lots of fun. I recommend it. This looked great. This looked like it took everything that was awesome about the first game and kind of up in it. Sure. And like you said, great trailer. I didn't know where it was going from start to finish because the introduction with the girl and her pet dinosaur robot dog type thing, Liesl, is that something that carried over from the first title or, or at least the theme or is that new content? To my memory, there were uh, a lot of robots and crazy Nazi machinations that you had to fight. So 
yeah, it's completely carrying over the spirit of the first game. Just very, uh, very tongue in cheek. It knows exactly what it is. It knows it, that it's a first person shooter, that you're there to, to kill Nazis and spray blood. And you'll have a lot of fun with it. I think you should pick up the first one. At least try it. It's got to be cheap. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. The New Colossus. Is that title? Do you know what that might refer to? No, I don't. And I haven't done any research for this episode besides watching all of the press conferences. So my last question is, at the very end of that trailer, uh, we see a guy, it looked like he like dropped a tab of acid in his mouth and then tripped on some fucking weird animated lizards running around. What the fuck is that? Now, they did not have hardcore drug usage in the last title, so that is taking it completely different directions. I love it, though, man. Again, it's I'm looking through the list here, and Mario looked really good today, but that Wolfenstein trailer, as far as a trailer was concerned and not a gameplay demo, was great. Bethesda also had uh, the Evil Within 2 trailer, which a lot of people are calling the trailer of the show. With uh, You got the very much Mad World-esque Duran Duran uh, music in the background. I thought the trailer was killer. The first game, I did not really get into. It was hard as shit. It's one of those games where they give you seven bullets and there's six enemies, and you have to headshot each one of them. Very hardcore survival horror. This looks like it had promise. Uh, also a great trailer. I don't know. The rest of Bethesda, Doom did look cool. Uh, Fallout looked cool. And Skyrim on Switch looked cool. But these are all games we've played before. Right. Just brought to new systems and consoles. Neither one of us own because Fallout 4 and Doom are Vive only titles, are they not? I'm pretty sure you're you're correct. Or at least the, the VR versions of those. I, I don't think it's a PS4 option. I'm fairly certain. I think I read that. That's about it on Bethesda, I think. Ubisoft, I really liked the South Park trailer. I thought that was well done and still not really giving anything about the game away. Which South Park trailer since we got two? Phone Destroyer? I wonder if we might actually get you to give another phone title a shot like you did with Super Mario Run, because this looks like a phone-based, kind of watered-down fighter version of Fractured Butthole. Uh, yeah, I would completely play that. So we're going to have a autumn chock-full of South Park. We get the new season, which uh, I think I read drops late August. Yeah. Season 21. We get the Fractured Butthole in, what is it, October... 17th and then a mobile game to go with it you know how much i love the first game right and it's great and i cannot wait to play fractured butthole i'm starting to worry a little bit if this isn't starting to indicate that they're doing a big push and giving us a bunch of great things and then they're going to ride off into the sunset but that's just my paranoia and you know what if that's the case so be it you never thought you'd get a game as good as stick of truth now it seems like we're going to get another one that probably is going to be even better I can't wait to play it. Hook up consoles on two separate TVs. We'll play together, drink some beers. That sounds fantastic. God, when's the last time you, you double consoled something? It's been a while. The crew, too, believe it or not, I thought looked really good. I wasn't a big fan of the first crew, but the fact that they're adding airplanes and boats, I'll definitely give it a try. And then Far Cry 5, I guess it takes place in Montana. Looked interesting, but again, like a lot of games this year at E3, I feel like I've seen a lot of this before. Sony, I think, had the best conference out of the three, out of the big three, only because they knew when to shut up and just show footage. I knew it had to be Uncharted or God of War when they brought out that Ravi Shankar or whatever and his sitar band to do the intro. 
I was really excited to get some DLC for Horizon, which I think we're getting this year. I think you're right. A lot of people are flipping out about Monster Hunter. I've never played the games. Have you? I haven't. That is what I know about the that series, too, is that the fans love it. And that game didn't look bad. In fact, there was a lot in there that reminded me of Horizon, but with actual dinosaur-type creatures versus robotic ones. It did look a lot like Horizon. I will try it, and we'll see. But I know a lot of people were really hyped about that. Shadow of the Colossus is one of the highest rated games of all time. No reason not to remake it, I don't think. Uh, God of War, oh my god, it looked like God of War meets Tomb Raider. I cannot wait to play that. And a little Horizon thrown in there as well. Switching back and forth between Wise Kratos and his son to complete fights. I thought it looked great. And then Spidey looks awesome. And I can't wait to play it. But it it reminded me a lot of another game series. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling I know what you're going to (laughs) say. And at this point, though, can you really discredit them for taking something like Arkham and basically... Not stealing it, but Dark Souls is getting ripped off a lot now, and I know why. It's because the formula of the game works, and it works like I'm playing a sci-fi Dark Souls now, and it works. It just does. That formula, it works for games. I think Arkham is similar. There's a reason they've made four Arkham games. Spidey will have, um, I think it's going to look different because it's actually going to be in the daylight, which has a whole new element to the open world. Spidey looked killer. I can't wait to play it. But that's another early 2018. And that's an original storyline for that game, it looked like, because it, it, I didn't see anything in there that was recognizable relative to what's going on in the cinematic universe these days. Insomniac is doing the game. They did Ratchet & Clank, which is one of my favorite series of all time. They also did uh, Sunset Overdrive, which came out on the Xbox One, which I loved. They're a perfect studio to have this title. I'm kind of bummed it's not coming out until next year, but you know what? I know it's going to be polished and good next year. In fact, I'll already call it right now that it makes my top 10 of 2018. I love the property uh, so much. I'm excited to get to play Spidey in an Arkham-like setting. Sony showed off a a lot of titles, though. Uh, I guess we kind of touched on the uh, we touched on the big ones. They're not stopping. And I've got a few questions on the ones that you mentioned. That uh, Uncharted game, I think we've talked about that on PC before. We have. Not a standalone, or is it a standalone title? It is a standalone title. But something that's short, like a uh, like a $20 game. I think it's a $40 game, and I think it's 15 hours from what I've read. Okay. And I'm sure they'll have some multiplayer aspect to it, and they'll, you know. And who's the hero of this game? Chloe Frazier and Nadine Ross. Okay, so both characters from previous Uncharted games. I was always on Team Chloe, for the record. (laughs) Team Elena all the way. I know. What'd you think about the Horizon DLC? I gotta admit, I was a little underwhelmed, and I think that's because we didn't get a lot, and I also appreciate the fact that we didn't get a lot, but it kind of just looked like a... Like a boss battle was being tacked on. Maybe not like a new area or a map... Um, or anything new beyond like some big baddie that you have to fight. And uh, I'm just going to have to trust that they turn out something that's on par with the quality of the original title, which was amazing, and I still have yet to finish. But uh, what did you think? I thought it looked great. It's more Horizon, and it's more robots to fight. I'll play it. Just like the Zelda DLC. You know, I'll get it. 
there's games that are worthy of, of good DLC and there's games that are worthy of announcing DLC at E3 and Horizon fits into that category. That sounded like an excellent transition into the Nintendo lineup. I think it did too. God, Super Mario Odyssey. Did you see the stage demo where Mario's in 3D and he walks up to the side of the wall and goes in the pipe and then there's a 2D level projected on the side of like a building and he plays through the 2D level and then pops out out top and it's back to 3D? That is what Nintendo does that no one else does. Shit like that. Shit that blows me away. When I look at it, I'm like, I cannot wait to play that. That will be the game uh, that I will purchase a Switch to, to play. From today, you've got four months before that title drops. It, it's coming up soon. I'm really excited to to play it. It very much gave me kind of the same reaction I had the first time I saw Super Mario 64. They're taking that and they're taking the side-scrolling Mario games and they're putting them together and they're putting Mario in a, in a giant world again. Can't wait to play that. And then we get a Metroid announcement today, but no trailer, right? Didn't show much, did they? No, in fact, all I saw was the card and some awesome music that harkened back to the original Metroid, which I, I just loved and, and stood the hair on my arms on end. I think that they must be pretty early in the development of that one if they're not ready to show us anything, right? Yeah, we won't see that game until 2019. I'm betting you're right. I mean, you don't even have a screenshot to show us. Like, you can't even mock up, like, <laughs> Samus standing in armor. Yeah. Which means they're taking their time. I don't think they want to show us anything until they're confident that it's exactly what the game is going to look like. But that's okay. Uh, we knew we were going to get a Metroid title eventually on the Switch. Were you surprised that it was a Prime title? No, because I think Prime is the most popular series. Uh, debuted on the GameCube, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, first Prime was GameCube. I want to say, Eric, that this was the surprise announcement of uh, E3 2017, because I don't think anyone was expecting it, even to get a, a title card. No, and I think that's exactly what Microsoft and Sony really needed, that they didn't have nothing. As good as both of their conferences were, nothing blew me away, like a Metroid announcement from Nintendo. Now, if I was a huge Monster Hunter fan, I'm sure I'd be you know freaking out now. I'm not, though. Uh, Nintendo had a really good uh, good showing. I, I know a lot of people are excited to see a Pokemon RPG come out on the Switch. That's huge for their console. Oh, yeah. Three massive properties we haven't even talked about yet. Pokemon in an RPG, which anytime you say RPG, you've got my interest. I'll at least uh, take a closer look at that. And then Kirby and Yoshi titles we'll be getting next year. I'm still catching up on Nintendo. Did they show footage of Yoshi? They did show footage of Yoshi, yeah, and it's uh, it's exactly what you'd expect, a really clean version of the same style of Yoshi game that you've been getting for a long time. I don't know. I don't really have anything to, to add on that one. That's not a, a series I've ever really enjoyed because it seems, it seems like they took something that works well when it's part of another game and tried to make it its own thing, and it just never really worked for me. I've never been a big fan of the standalone Yoshi titles. Honestly, I wouldn't say that I'm not a fan. I've just never really played a lot of them. I've heard that uh, the Yoshi title that came out on the Wii U was really good. I haven't touched it, though. Odyssey is more up my alley. Uh, we're getting Breath of the Wild DLC, and that's this year, right? The first one drops at the end of this month. See, soon. And that's that's kind of something, too, that in years past, Sony or Microsoft have announced something and then available now. So like when you pop on your console, when you get done watching E3, you get something. 
there was none of that this year. Uh, the Marvel versus Capcom playable story demo was supposed to be up, and it wasn't. We we tried looking after E3, and it wasn't there. And I like when they do stuff like that. Like they know you're tuning in; they have a captive audience. Why not give the fans a give the fans a little bit? Completely different, but I want to make sure I get this out there. Microsoft did announce that Minecraft was going to be playable on all platforms. Sony has already backed out of that deal for what they quoted was safety of children. So Minecraft is going to be playable on all platforms except Sony. So Nintendo, PC, Xbox, no PlayStation. Safety of children. (laughs) I barely glanced over that article before we started recording tonight, but I have heard Sony has pulled out. Nintendo, Microsoft, and the PC community are still good to go. Huh. That's interesting. Well, to be honest, I don't know that Minecraft is really what you want to waste your PS4 on. (laughs) And I didn't mention Minecraft when we talked about the Microsoft conference just because I don't care. It looks like they're really overhauling the graphics in the game, which is one of my biggest complaints about the game originally is it looked like shit. I mean, will I be playing the new Minecraft? No. Did I feel it was important to mention that Sony backed out of a deal? Yes. (laughs) Did I hear you mention earlier that there was a Minecraft announcement at E3 two years ago that blew you away, or was that sarcasm? No, but it wasn't the fact that it was Minecraft. It was the fact that they showed the augmented reality. Oh, okay. Minecraft aside, it could have been any game, but when they showed how the augmented reality works, yeah, that blew my doors off. Nothing like that this year. And not a peep about that title since then, right? Not a peep about augmented reality. Since that show, nothing last year, I thought for sure, with Sony just knocking it out of the park, not only on the game front, but with virtual reality, first affordable system, but like the 4K TV, I don't think it's really caught on yet. I figured Microsoft would have something not, hey, here's a brand new Xbox that's a little bit better than your old one. And that's basically what we got. Right. I know I couldn't have predicted this, Eric. I think three years ago when we got the refresh of the the PS4 and the Xbox One, Microsoft was positioned in the lead of the quote-unquote console wards, and I think they were positioned to stay in the lead. That has completely changed. You fast forward three years, and I think Sony has now established a sizable lead. I think VR is adding to that. Not that Microsoft is doing anything wrong, because it's great. I mean, we've got so many great things to play, and they're staying on top of the hardware, but... How is it that Sony is just gone from great to beyond great to excellent? You know, throw some other fucking hyperbole in here. What's going on? I will tell you 10, 12 years of gaming and it's June now. So about halfway through the year, this is the first year in 12 years. I've played a Sony console more than I've played a Microsoft console. As someone who considers myself a pretty hardcore gamer and pretty knowledgeable about video games, I go where the good shit is. Now, I'm not going to say that I wasn't partial to Microsoft during the 360 years, but do you know why? They had the best games. That's shifty. Microsoft still has some of my favorite titles. I do love Forza, though. A lot of people don't. I am a big Gears of War guy. I didn't see anything exclusive yesterday, or I should say on Sunday, that really is kind of going to necessarily keep me there. Now, I'm always going to have a Microsoft console. There will be games that come out. Sony's bringing it this year, man. They had a one-two punch with Nioh and with Horizon for me. Between that and Zelda, the Xbox has been probably my least played system this year. Now, I still do play most of my multiplayer. In fact, all of my multiplayer on the one. I still think the multiplayer on Microsoft is better 
I just don't think they're bringing the titles. And you know what? If I'm back at Sony, I'm back at Sony. Like during the PS2 original Xbox years, I played most of my shit on PS2. Yeah. I didn't switch loyalty until the 360 came out. Arguably had the best games, definitely had the best online back then. There's no debate about that. So if you wanted to play competitively, you play it on an Xbox. Now, you know, I find myself turning on my PlayStation 4 even more for as a media doc. When I'm shifting over and watching television and Netflix and shit on the console, you know that that's the console that I prefer. So yeah, Sony's winning for me this year too. I mean, sad to say, I wish Microsoft would get their shit together, but this year has been a PlayStation year for me. Crackdown and Ori will uh, guarantee that we spend some time on Xbox, but I don't see either one of those as uh, long-lasting titles. I mean, we'll play Ori until our thumbs bleed and uh, <laughs> or we destroy something. And Crackdown will probably give us a, a few months, but unless it's just beyond spectacular, I can't see us playing that game much longer than that. I'll kick Forza 7. I, I mean, I'll play that without a doubt. There'll be other titles that are... Uh... On both consoles. One thing we didn't mention about Microsoft was they were the only company that did a dedication to indie titles, which I thought was great. They had a big push for for that. Right. And I'm always down for support of the indie developers now, but we're going to see a lot of those indie titles on both consoles and even probably on the Switch. So kind of to wrap up with Nintendo... I thought they had one of their better showings. One thing I always say about Nintendo is they never come to E3 because they do Tokyo Game Show. Or that you know what? They do their own fucking Nintendo show that everyone will tune into. They don't have to go to E3. Now, they do show up, I think, to remain competitive. But they don't normally drop a lot of huge announcements there. I mean, for example, the Switch was not announced at E3. Right. Completely separate from that. I thought Nintendo brought their uh, brought their A game. God, I don't know about you, but Mario looks so good. I am pretty psyched about that one. Didn't know what to make of the uh, Mario and Rabbids title, though. What, what were your <laughs> thoughts on that? You know, I don't think I've even watched that. Uh, that's trailer. Is that a fighting game? I don't know. I mean, it's called Kingdom Battle, so there is <laughs> some kind of conflict element to it. But it didn't seem like it was like Mario versus Rabbids. I didn't get into that trailer. I was a little underwhelmed. I know better than to expect any major hardware announcements. I'm frankly a little pissed off about the whole Xbox One X thing. And it's not just because my One and I are not on good terms lately. Um, and I'm going to have to do something about that. Yeah, I'm not ready to, to shell out either to PlayStation or Microsoft. I'm not ready to give them another 500 bucks for some bells and whistles. And to your point, I don't think that 4K has reached the saturation yet where the console should demand it. I think they actually got ahead of the curve this time, which is really kind of weird for a console. But that's usually because there's eight years between them and not fucking two or three. But I don't know, man. It's just like when high definition became the big thing. It's like, does it make porn look better? Yeah, a little bit. Does Ultra HD make porn look better? Yeah, it makes it look uh, more realistic, but not in the good way. I don't know that I need ultra super thunder monkey high definition in, in order to enjoy a game more. It's gone beyond uh, pixel density and color depth for me. I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for a paradigm shift that Nintendo is capable of bringing, of, of changing gaming the way that they've done a few times and potentially VR and really seeing what they're going to be able to do with that. You and I have got to schedule a follow with Perfect Pint Phil because he's got a couple of new titles that he is dying to show us. I'd love to do it. Phil is an awesome guy. Nice of him to share his VR. And I know he has Star Trek and I definitely want to try that out. 
Yeah, and the one with the gun is the one that he raves about. I'm pretty sure he plays it every day. That's dedication. I'm looking forward to, to VR as well. I mean, will I shell out and get a 4K TV? No way. What are they, like a grand? At least. No, not yet. I'll wait till I normally wait until TVs drop in about the four to five hundred dollar range for a forty or fifty inch, and then I'm all over it. So yeah, I will wait till the technology gets uh, gets a little cheaper. I think games look great. Like you look at something like Injustice, you look at Horizon Zero Dawn, they're pretty, man. Forza Horizon. How much better does it need to look? That was exactly the point that I was just making. It looks good enough. Now let's make it different. Let's let's do something that hasn't been done before. I don't know if I want 4K spread brown eye to kind of go back to the... the... <laughs> no, you don't. It just, it looks better with a, a little bit of uh, Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> Was Wolfenstein your favorite trailer? Easily my favorite trailer. I think the one I'm looking forward to most is probably a toss-up between Ori and Metroid. And like you, I will have to now, um, for real this time, chunk out for a Switch to play me some Mario. But all in all, Nintendo is what got me most excited game-wise, and Ori. It's pretty cool. Wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting it either. I think Mario is going to be my pick for the best. Uh, the trailer I got the most excited about. Spider-Man I'll probably put number two, even though it did look like Arkham. I can't wait to play that game. And all the conferences are, are over now, right? Nintendo always finishes, don't they? Yeah, Nintendo wrapped up this morning, so I think there's some other small pressers happening throughout the week, but uh, yeah, as far as the, the big houses, we got the goods. I was doing a little digging today, and we're getting a new Hot Shots golf game in August, and I'm excited, man. Hot Shots is one of my favorite series from back on the original PlayStation. They're renaming it, and I think it's called Everybody's Golf, but it's it's 100% it's Hot Shots Golf. And I saw a three-second clip of it yesterday in the Sony conference, and that's what prompted me to research this. Because I was like, wait a minute, new Hot Shots, and you're not going to talk about that? I'm the only one that gives a shit, man. So Everybody's golf, so it's presumably not going to create any child safety concerns? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for everybody, Doug. <laughs> God, that's bugging me. I got to find out what Sony meant by that. That sounds like fucking basketball reasons. Like... We don't want to do this, but we really don't have good words to explain why, because there is no good reason why we're just petty little bitches. If Nintendo backed out and gave that reason, they'd get a pass. Sony's not allowed to, I don't think. I think <laughs> Nintendo's allowed to make that play still, because they haven't really opened up the gates of their internet to the entire gaming community, at least not through chat and video chat and things like you can get on Xbox One. Nintendo's allowed to back out of that deal. Sony, though, when I read that, I was like, really? Sony? I thought that it was the first kind of melding of the two consoles. Like, hey, you guys sell a bunch. We sell a bunch. We don't have to completely get along, but let's throw a little bit of good nature into the community. I want to be able to play with people on a cross console. It's never worked because PC has such a fucking advantage in a shooter. It's not even funny. But I think something like Minecraft, I mean, who the fuck cares? Why not? Yeah. Something that has some really broad appeal, too. I mean, at, at some point, everyone tries Minecraft at some point, whether you like it or not. I mean, it's still something that, that I'll fire up every once in a while. And I like that I can play on, on Windows 10 now, just fire it up, you know, like the new style uh, Metro app and, and just play it there. And I only had to buy it once and I can play it anywhere. Um, I hope they stick with that. I hope that if I've paid for it already, I'll just be able to download it on my Nintendo uh, instead of having to pay for it again. I guess I'm not going to be downloading on my PlayStation, but... Oh, well, who knows? Maybe they'll come around. Maybe if they solve the child safety concerns, Sony will reconsider. 
And there's a ton of games too. Uh, Doug and I really wanted to get this out quick that are coming to my mind right now that we haven't even mentioned the open world Metro title, for example. Consider this like part one of two. I promise on the next Project Challenge where we talk about video games, we'll kind of bring up some more stuff that might have been announced at E3 that we didn't really touch on today. Sure. We'll have all kinds of uh, new things to talk about once we go back. I only hit on like the major points. And I know that there's, um, like you mentioned, you know, 80 titles between Microsoft and, and Sony that they got announced. So they're probably uh, worthy of a little more research too. And I'm certain that BitFaced will have an E3 episode. Uh, listeners, make sure and check their feed often for their E3 reactions. We've got a pretty cool episode that's coming out next Monday. Uh, that'll be episode 15 with my old buddy Carl. Eric and I recorded that over the weekend. Do you have fun? I had a lot of fun, and it was funny. I was reading through articles today, and one of the first articles that popped up on my screen was the cultural impact of the new Flintstones comic. And I was like, thank you, Carl. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you read it? It was nice to pick. I did I did read the article. Uh, I did read the Flintstones. Both were great. It was awesome to get to sit down and pick his brain as a comic book fan, and I know how much of a fan he is. I had nothing but questions for him, I think, from the time he walked in the door to the time we called it a night. Great to talk to you. Great to talk to you on the cast. I hope that's not the last appearance he has on PC. I imagine it won't be. No, great guy. I had a blast. Me too, and I know that was his sentiment as well. And then probably not too long after that, we're going to have Rob Sage, the svelte assassin from What Geek. On the mic at some point, I'm really looking forward to that. So that's kind of what's on the horizon for Project Challenge through the balance of June. I can't wait to sit down and podcast with Rob. In fact, I'm so shocked that I have a 100 plus episodes of BitFaced and this podcast, and Rob has never been a guest considering how much input he had on, I'd say, the original iteration of all this, What Geek? Right. So I'm glad that uh, that we're finally making it work. And not only are we making it work, we get to have Rob live. No Skype sitting down with us uh, talking shit. I don't know what we're going to talk about that day, but I'm sure we're not going to have to worry about it, much like with Carl. We can just go into the conversation and have a good time. So I'm really excited. I kind of like that we're bringing some guests into PC. Guests that we know and guests that we know that you guys want to listen to because we like listening to them. So. And that was kind of the original goal with Project Challenged is let's circle back to some of these people that we used to have these great conversations with in the What Geek Forum and bring them into this medium. We might get an Andy Lewis appearance sometime upcoming too, but but no promises. He's definitely expressed interest of, of sitting down with us. So we'll see what happens. Well, I'm looking forward to that too. I'm going to go ahead and do the close. This was a good episode. Boom. Here at Project Challenge, we love all kinds of feedback and questions. You can find our email and Facebook details at projectchallenge.com. Follow us on Twitter at OG Challenged and drop a review for the show on iTunes or the Play Store. Huge thanks to all of the listeners and supporters. Until next time, stay challenged.